You're listening to Anchors Up Podcast with Jeremy Gaby. Hey, John. Hey. How you doing, man? I'm good today. Yeah. Um, are you at home? Yeah, I'm at home. Yeah. Kentucky. Actually, in Alabama. Yeah. I live in oh, okay. Alabama. I'm Ooh. from Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. You like that move? Yeah, I've lived in Alabama three times. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's a good place. It feels like it all feels like the South, you know? Yeah. Man, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. It's really cool to talk to you. Um, so, uh, so how many years has it been since the first uh, time you were on TV? Let's see. Almost 30. It was uh, January of 93. So it's 29. And uh, so I'd be right in the middle of the experience in March. It was January through June of 93. So 29 years exactly. Wow. Would you uh, would you not do it now? If, if you No, I would do it. I would do it. That's why I jumped right at the uh, opportunity to do the homecoming when they called. And uh, they actually called us months and months and months in advance uh, before they even did the New York homecoming. It's, you know, want to know, would we do it? And would we do it the same time New York did theirs? And then they changed their mind and said, we'll circle back to you in, in four or five months and ended up being six months. So um, it was a long process, but uh, I jumped on it and I was trying to find all my roommates and trying to talk them all into doing it um, just because I was pretty eager to, to, I knew one day they'd call us to do something. And, right. Uh, was just, it, was that, know. was it, was that MG, was MTV not a part of that from the beginning or was it because well, uh, Paramount is uh, launched it, right? Well, yeah, so Viacom owns CBS, Paramount, MTV, VH1, CMT, all, all these things. It's all under one big conglomerate now. So it's all under Viacom. And underneath gotcha. that is Par- Paramount. It's still MTV Networks that's making the show, but it's under the umbrella of uh, Paramount. Did it, fe- did it feel any different? Like, did you, could you tell? Mm, no, I mean, the production of it, no. But uh, when, when it aired, it was a little bit different because, you know, We'd never heard of streaming in 1993. To be really honest with you, I'd barely heard of the internet in 1993. We didn't have the internet in our house. We didn't. I didn't have a cell phone until 1998. We sure didn't have smartphones yeah. until 2008. And so, I mean, it was just a whole different world. We, uh, you know, you turned on the TV and you started flipping channels because you had cable and uh, you landed on MTV. It's just what you did. Right. And when you landed on MTV, there was the real world. And mm. almost always. And so it's a different world now. You have to subscribe to uh, streaming. You have to turn on that streaming network. You have to find the show. You have to very intentionally watch television nowadays. It's not just flipping through the channels. And, you know, yeah. in the 90s, MTV is just where you landed. It just was. Um, right. It's not It's not where you land anymore. I guess I guess the, it was the equivalent of like of the way Netflix was about five years ago, you know? Like that's, yeah. that, if you were streaming something, it was on Netflix and that now it's everything's right. branched out and, right. and there's a ton of options. Wow. So, uh, so, so did the, uh, was it, was it a, uh, was there as much drama as there was huh. 30 years ago or did, did you watch, did you watch the homecoming? Did you get to see I, it? I did not. I, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Well, you need to watch it because yes, there's, I would say probably more drama in the homecoming than there was in the original 22 episodes 29 <laughs> years ago. Was that, was that, would you think a lot of that was people coming back to, to squash their beefs that they had from before? Yeah, there was, uh, of course, you know, David came back and we didn't know if David was even going to be invited because he was, you know, kicked out of the house. First, right. first guy ever on reality TV to be kicked out of the house. And we're talking about a show back then where you're not supposed to be eliminated. You know, Survivor, you're supposed to be eliminated. Big Brother, you're eliminated. American Idol, you're eliminated. But on the real world, back in the mid-90s, there was, there was no elimination. Like, you're supposed to stay there. But he yeah. got eliminated. And so we didn't even know if he was going to be back. We didn't know if Tammy had agreed to do it because Tammy, you know, has a lot of irons in the fire. And they were both there. And so it turned out, started out really well. 
they hugged. I mean, the first day or two was great. Well, the second day they showed the clip of the whole <laughs> hallway incident where we, had, you know, kicked David out of the house and, right. and that spurred up a lot of, you know, emotions. And that's, you know, that's what they wanted. That's why they, they did the homecoming and yeah. uh, we readdressed everything. Well, there was a lot of things we didn't know that happened to David because of the fallout of that. And uh, you know, a lot of things that happened out of the house with producers in the network and, you know, a lot of things that were harmful to his career that came after that. And we didn't realize the totality of all of that. And then we didn't realize everything that Tammy was dealing with. She revealed that, you know, she was actually suffering from body dysmorphia. So it wasn't just you pulled the blanket off of me. There was this whole now I've been exposed. I hate my body, uh, you know, and and said she was still dealing with that. So it was just a lot. It was a lot. Well, we talked about it for six, seven hours and then we hugged it out and moved on and and then it blew up even bigger. I mean, it just was a lot of drama. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta check it out. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Wow. So, so, so does David uh, blame his uh, his his career is- issues on the show? Uh, largely, yes, yeah. he does. But David has a lot going on. He, uh, you know, he's uh, revealed to us that he's basically homeless and that he. Uh, very, very obviously, after two nights together, has has an alcohol problem and probably also a drug problem. And uh, wow. just you know, the first three nights we 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 were only there for what thirteen nights, and the first three he was um, dangerously intoxicated. Like I like we had to hide the alcohol. I thought he was going to fall off the roof. Wow. He threw he threw a piece of fruit at Glenn, and uh, I thought Glenn was going to murder him. So I mean, it was just a lot of things wow. going on. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wow. Never a never a, a dull moment, huh? Well, there's a lot of factors of why. I mean, we we are a volatile group of people, and we we lived through something that was pretty traumatic together, and something that shaped reality TV. I mean, we were. I mean, yeah, they did it in New York, and that was kind of a, you know, a guinea pig. And then they went crazy with ours. They cast like really, really uh, just polar opposite yeah. personalities. And they really just went for it with our show and uh, it, you know, exploded and, and we didn't like each other. There was all sort of drama, the ratings, you know, skyrocketed. And then um, they continued to go up after us as well <clears throat> uh, with the future seasons. But um, we just honestly didn't have anything in common and, and didn't like each other. So that made some for some fireworks. But uh, yeah, I think they, knew, they, knew, they knew what they were doing. They uh, knew that yeah, they had 37 seasons of the real world they could have chose from. And they chose Los Angeles and they chose ours, not just because it was next in order. They chose ours because of the fireworks that they knew would come. Yeah. Wow. Well, when, when they sent when they sent uh, uh, Tammy and Dominic to your house. Yeah, up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I even said that on the homecoming. And, Did you? Uh, yeah, I even said, hey, look, you know, Beth and Irene, they didn't send, yeah. you know, Glenn. They sent the two, you know, very, very unique, you know, just visually unique looking people. And Tammy immediately says, oh, because I'm black. I'm like, no, Tammy had nothing to do with you being black. As a matter of fact, Dominic was the one that was most shocking in appearance with his purple Doc Martin shoes and his right. biker jacket spiked and his spiky, hair. spiked up hair walking to my house in Lexington, Kentucky. And so, yeah, um, I watched, I watched it. had clip. really not much to do with, with you, Tammy, but I every, everything always has to do with Tammy. Right. I watched a clip of like your highlights, you know, John Brennan highlights and, and, yeah. uh, and, and that scene that they came came up to your door like they like it was, it was a little bit intrusive like they they walked right in you know you like you wasn't even well, like you know i was expecting them what you got to remember is there was a camera crew that had arrived the day before to cover me and uh you know they said your roommates will be here in you know 2 hours 1 hour and then they you know they pulled up in a winnebago which which would spark the whole road rules uh, right right and so I was expecting them. Well, I had a performance that night. They didn't know I was performing that night, but I did. So I'm dressed like 1990s Garth Brooks in a bright <laughs> rodeo shirt and big hat. And I guess they thought everybody in Kentucky dressed like I was dressed for the stage that night. And 
And uh, I opened the door and what I realized very quickly after I watched the scene was I was a freak to them. I mean, I was <laughs> just as shocking to them. As a matter of fact, Dominic said, John being the third party was shocking. Right. And, you know, there I am with a huge cowboy hat and, you know, I was 18 years old. I didn't know what to say. This was awkward as it could have possibly been. I said, what's <laughs> up? And so uh, it was just, it was very crazy. Well, it was, it was a crazy, crazy. Uh, and you guys drove from from Kentucky to to L.A. Yeah, we did. It took about ten or twelve days. We went to Memphis, and then we went. Uh, I know we went through Amarillo, Texas, and uh, and then through New Mexico and in Las Vegas. And they thought, oh my gosh, like we had a lot of drama in the Winnebago. Tammy and I still joke about those days in the Winnebago, and. Uh, you came out swinging, man. Like, uh, what, was the, what, was the, what was the comment that got you in trouble? Oh, she, uh, she, uh, she said, oh, John, your dad looked like he was about to cry when you left. And I said, well, this is just my personality and how I joke around with people. And I said, well, if my son got in a Winnebago with two people like y'all and drove away, <laughs> I'd probably cry too. And they were like, what's that supposed to mean? I'm like, well, look at you. What do you think it's supposed to mean? You know, that's just my sarcasm, my, my right. joking coming in there like, Oh, you're 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 being offensive. I'm like, we'll get used to it because we're gonna have about six months of me being offensive if that offends you. Right. Uh, you with know, with Tammy, just... it seemed with Tammy, it seemed like the, the like her being offended was like a secondary thing, you know, like she, like the like she was in the in the in the conversation and everything was funny, and then but then her then she then later on she was like, well, I should probably be offended by that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then she said something. Dominic's always, you know, poking the bear and then laugh. He said, So John, I hear they're gonna start a John Brennan fan club for you. And I was <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And and Tammy goes, I said, I think it's kind of funny. And she goes, Well, you should. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, What do you mean? What's that supposed to mean? Just because there's some people in your small little town. I'm like, You're just mad because we don't let trash like you in my town. Well, I would have <laughs> said that to anybody. I mean, that's just me being, you know combative and, and just you know smart aleck and oh and she took that racially and, and yeah. I'm like no it has nothing to do with you being black or white it has to do with you just mocked my hometown and I'm going to say that to any person that that mocks my hometown I'm going to say well, you're just mad because we don't let trash like you in it. it has nothing to do with race and and she came full circle she got to know me we learned to love each other and she she more than once on the season said John's not a racist John's not a racist you know, so I'm like, no, I never was. But, you know, thank you for assuming that the first day you met me. Right. But those are issues that she had. She just assumed every white person from Kentucky was a racist. And right. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's expected, right? Well, that's really not my issue. That's That was her issue. Yeah. And she worked through it. Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I hadn't give, given your season a lot of thought until recently. I was listening to to uh, the podcast that Rachel has with her with her husband. Oh yeah, the uh, from the kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was on there with Puck. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that episode. It was uh, you guys are so polar opposite, but uh, just as interesting, you know. <laughs> me and Puck, uh, or me and Rachel. You, well, you and you and Puck. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're actually buddies, if you can believe it or not. Um, he was supposed to come stay with me for a couple of weeks, but he ended up being being in a car crash and was unable to come. But so uh, do you. Do you do you have a way to to contact him or anything or? I got his number, but he's not been answering it. I don't know if his phone's on because I haven't been able to reach him in a couple of weeks. The number I have, uh, some lady answers it, and she's really like you can tell she's sick if people ask her for puck. You it's know? probably his wife or his mom. I'm not sure what number you have. But uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Rachel, Rachel, and I were. Uh, on Rachel and I were on the very first challenge ever. And that's where she actually met Sean. Sean, her husband was on there and, and Puck was Mr. Big. He was the one giving us our clues yeah. and flew in on a helicopter to give us our reward. And that was the very first challenge ever in 1998. And it was Rachel and Sean and Eric and myself and Cynthia and Puck was Mr. Big. So at that point, you guys gotten through like Boston was the latest. Really? Um, I don't know if Boston was the latest, probably if it started in 92 mm-hmm. and this was about 97 or 98, I think we That's filmed it where in 97 and it aired in 90. Well, actually, actually, actually Seattle, I think probably is where I dropped off. I watched that whole yeah. debacle. Yeah. There. 
Um, Every railroad's but, a debacle of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even in, I saw the ones that are that are playing now. I mean, they play them like twice a year, like three times a year. Um, they're they're nuts, man. I mean, they they just feed these guys alcohol and yeah. and you know hot tub in the middle of the fucking living room. It's yeah, a, the problem is these guys. They know how popular the show is now, and so they know that they're automatically, you know, many celebrities and. And they get on there and, and, and they jump in the jacuzzi and start, you know, having sex with their roommates. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, who acts like you do? Nobody, except <laughs> right. when there's a camera pointed at you, then you think you have to act a certain way. And man, yeah, it, it's reality TV is a little bit hard for me to watch. Well, it's a yeah. lot hard for me to watch just because, you know, there's not much integrity left in it. it it's like, everybody knows that it's the biggest genre of television and everybody knows how popular it's going to be. And everybody's acting, uh, you know, a silly way. That's not genuine. Like back in my day, we just put our <coughs> in peanut butter and, and dragged people well, down the stairs. You know, yeah. Like back yeah, in my day. Well, that was real though. I mean, fuck, that's how he ate peanut butter. And so that's how he did it in his house. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that everything's more exaggerated and, inauthentic uh, when you point a camera at people and it's like, did you really do that? Because that's what you really would do. Or did you really do that? Because, you know, there's a camera pointed at you. For instance, at our homecoming, David made a confession to my whole roommates that 29 years ago on our show, he had told them that I asked if I could hang a Confederate flag in our bedroom because we shared a bedroom, David and I. Well, first of all, I never said that. So when I saw that air on TV, I was like, uh, oh my gosh, no, I didn't say that. And that's kind of crazy that he said that. It's kind of crazy that it's on television. Yeah. So I talked to David. I found him. I had to track him down to do the homecoming. MTV was like, please help us find him. And so I, I did. And, and he said, you know, John, I felt really bad about that. You know, I, I lied and I made that up. I said, I know you did. And he said, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it straight at the homecoming. So he did, and he told everybody, he said, but John never asked me that about the Confederate flag, and, and I should never said that, and I apologized to him, and that was the wrong thing to do. I just said that because, you know, he's trying to be a, funny. He's a comedian, and he's trying to, you know, I don't know what, yeah. get, and went over the roommates and make Keep me look bad. Yeah, yeah. And, so he, and so I just said, you know what, Dave? we'd been through the Tammy David Hallway incident the day before, so I just looked at him and said, you know what? Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, I appreciate it. I give you grace. I forgive you. Well, Tammy pulls me aside later off camera and says, you just, you just going to forgive him. You just, I mean, you do know we're making a MF TV show, right? And I'm like, yeah, but Tammy, I forgive him. So I'm not going to pretend I don't forgive him just to make drama for a television show. Right. But that's what, that's what she does. You know, she's all yeah. the time making TV shows and she's, all the time pretending to have drama where drama shouldn't really exist. And, and it's like, okay, well, we're, we're making a TV show. So we got to act a way that we normally wouldn't act. And that's just not the way I approach reality TV. And the way that I see it is I help start the stupid thing. And so I'm going to act however I want to, and not choose right. to act genuine. So if I genuinely forgive somebody, that's the end of the conversation. But, I think that that's, that's probably the downfall of it you know like the the idea like the premise was was uh you know like some people in the house acting like you you know like acting like i normally would you right. know but when 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 you start thinking at thinking of it like a tv show or giving them what they want you think right uh, that's when things go off the rails well the problem too is when the producers start to do that now back in the day there was you know the a producer in particular that was very very genuine and and full of integrity with the concept and you know he's moved on to different projects now but uh he made the first four shows and you can tell a huge difference after the first four um when you know and then these homecomings especially the homecomings reality tv has changed so much that these homecomings i don't want to say aren't real but they're definitely mm, not scripted but definitely plotted out like they know okay on tuesday this is going to be the topic and this is what we're going to ask them to speak about. And this is the clip we're going to show and this is what they're going to do. So, I mean, it just, back in 93, it just wasn't that. It was like, John, what are you going to do today? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm going to make a sandwich and walk on the beach. When, you know, my roommates <laughs> come home, I'll probably fight with them. You know, it's, 
it's just you know it, right. we got but the, these tv shows now it's no this is the job you're going to have you're going to go to it and this is the trip we're going to send you on and this is your schedule every other you know every wednesday and it's just yeah you're, you know, you're gonna hate you're gonna hate this person this person this person yeah these reasons yeah it's just wow. a little i won't go so far as to say it's scripted but i will We'll say it's, it's I, planned. I had, I had a conversation with Puck about that. I said, I said, well, how 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 scripted was it back back then? And he, he said, he said that the, the most that, that he ever saw the producers get in the mix is like a a bottle of booze would magically appear in in the freezer, you know, yeah. or, or something like that. But uh, he said there wasn't much. It wasn't wasn't much back then. Yeah, there wasn't much. But the night that Tammy and and David got into it in the hallway, they. They did step in because it got physical and uh, they did step in and say, okay, David, you're going to have to leave the house for the night. We're going to get you a hotel. This has turned, you know, into something that's kind of, you know, what's funny is, is I, I was, uh, I was talking to me about recording this podcast and, and I said, you know, the real world with the, you know, the, the incident, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and they, and they said, what, what an incident? And I said, well, the, like, you know, the girl with, she was almost naked or in underwear and dragged. And then, and then as, I'm, as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, why was that such a big deal? Like, <laughs> Like, why was that? Like, I remember it being huge back in the 90s. Well, it yeah. would be, I think we actually discussed this uh, at the homecoming and said that it would have been a Me Too situation. Um, yeah. Nowadays, and this is what I always say, I've repeated it a thousand times. You know, everybody has a big opinion on that was a big deal or that wasn't a big deal. You guys made it into a big deal. If I had taken the blanket off of Tammy, it would have been, John, you're a big jerk. You never should have done that. We'd have gone to bed. But David did, and David had already done several things to make everybody furious. Also, he knew no boundaries. He said, well, okay, so if you think I'm dangerous, you were exposed, let me expose myself. So he dropped his britches, underwear and all, butt naked, and walked down the hallway towards their bedroom. The camera's behind him. They had to blur out his backside. And so he's totally, totally exposed. Was that aired? Yes, it was aired. And no know. one ever brings that up. And I'm like, that, that's sexual assault. I mean, yeah. that, that is. Yeah. And so, I mean, what the things that he did um, were inexcusable and, and um, just, you know, it, w- without defense. Yeah. But no, everybody's all the blanket, all the blanket. I'm like, no, he walked butt naked towards <laughs> them on camera. I mean, so, yeah, it's like. Uh, this this would have been probably an arrest and sexual assault charge nowadays. Wow. So who so who among the people that that were in on your season were you did you create a strong bond with them or was it a surprising you know that you that you created a strong bond with them? Like I, who... I I think and and I'm you know I sound like I'm tooting my own horn a little bit. I think I accomplished what the real world was about. And that was to have a relationship with people that were different than you. I mean, I had a very strong relationship with every person in my house. David, Tammy, Dominic, Beth, Beth, Irene, Glenn, every single person I had and still have a very strong friendship with. But they didn't. They decided very quickly who they wanted to hang with. And they gravitated towards that person. And they basically didn't talk to the other four, five, six people in the house. They just avoided them. And so they really didn't get to know each other. I, I got to know everybody. There's not a single person, not a single roommate that I don't have a very strong bond with and can call them right now. And it would not be out of the ordinary. They don't have that. And uh, that was really discovered um, at the reunion when Beth S realized that, hey, you know, Tammy had said a couple of nice things like, hey, I, I could see us being friends and hanging out. And Beth just starts to cry. I didn't ever know that we could be friends. We've never been friends. It's like, yeah, you guys blew it. Like you avoided each other the whole experience. We lived here back in 1993. And then uh, about six years ago, I was out in LA and, and I was going to have lunch, uh, dinner at Dominic's house and meet his wife. And and um, and I just happened to be hanging out with Beth that day. And, and Dominic said, well, bring Beth with you. And so I said, Beth, Dominic wants you to come too. And she just started to cry because she had no idea that Dominic would welcome her into his house because they didn't like each other. Right. They didn't have a relationship. And now they do. And uh, it's just kind of sad. But, I mean, that's what I saw the real world as is a chance to get to know people, to become friends with people. And uh, that, that was the project. And that's what I did. But that's not what my roommates did. 
What's the uh, what's the girl's name that was uh, that was a cop? Irene. Yeah. Irene. Yeah. So uh, so they they put a big spin on that whole thing that like that 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 you, you know you were like basically crying through the wedding because you had feelings for her is the spin that I got. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, you gotta love the homecoming. You got to stream the homecoming because oh, all of man. this stuff's addressed. So everybody I mean, showed we up. Talked about well, Dominic and Aaron did not come, okay. but everybody else did, and so we still had seven because, of course, Irene got married and moved out, and, and uh, Beth Beth A replaced her, and David got kicked out, so Glenn replaced him. So we still had seven people, uh, even without Dom and Aaron. And oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was very very close with with. Irene still am and uh you know she was 25 and I was 18 so I mean I called her literally called her mom and we called her mom on the homecoming you're gonna love the homecoming it's hilarious (laughs) and uh you know no I wasn't I didn't have romantic feelings for her I was sad that she was moving out she was the only normal person that lived in the house at the time am I the only one one that that, that got that feeling or no no that's certainly the way it was edited but I was actually car sick you know everywhere you drive in Los Angeles County is about an hour and a half two hour drive and I had ridden there with Beth uh S in her stick shift car which she was horribly in LA traffic I was car sick as I could be I looked horrible but you know they made it look like I was in love with Irene that's fine but that's just that was a TV I love the the different. I, I think but you know, we addressed that at the homecoming. All of that was, you know, talked about again. Yeah. Sorry. I remember, I remember the the reunion, or I think it was one of the one of the reunions you guys oh, had. Um, uh, there everybody was talking about. There? Yeah. Am I coming in? Yeah. Okay. Um, everybody was talking about you know like how they ended up looking after editing. Yeah, you know, everybody has an opinion about how they were portrayed on these shows, but you know, they can only edit what you give them. So yeah, right. That, that's that, that's the comment that was made that, that I was, I was going to mention. The the girl from New York was like, "They use what you gave them," you know, and it's like, yeah. well, that's, that's true, but you know, at the same time, yes and no. It's yes and no to that. I mean, Heather B's cool, and that was a good little sound bite she had there, but not always true. I mean, they they can misconstrue a lot of things uh, with editing and uh, exaggerate situations more than they were, you know, right. I don't feel like they ever did that to me, to be honest, but I do feel like uh, they did it to uh, a couple of people. Yeah. Well, uh, that, so let's talk about your music career. I mean, that, so you took a break for a while. Like, yeah, uh, well, you... unintentionally, I uh, I had a record deal and uh, it, it kind of fell apart. I had a uh, a manager and I was touring around and, and, you know, a lot of people would come and hear me sing because I had been on The Real World and they had watched me there. And it all kind of fell apart when I tried to regroup. Uh, it just really didn't happen. And so uh, I ended up working at churches and doing music in Kentucky and Florida and Alabama. And I was been a missionary over in uh, Africa for a lot of years. Oh, well. And yeah, they didn't tell any of that on the homecoming. I was a little disappointed. They didn't really <laughs> tell about my mission work or anything like that. It's been a huge part of what I've been doing, but um, you know, they, they had to, they had to show three episodes of Tammy and David fighting. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a lot of room. Yeah. But um yeah, so I when when they got ready to to do this homecoming, I said, you know what, if this is going to be the same kind of exposure as the real world was back in the day, I've got to get my act together. So, am I done singing or I'm not? And I I wrote a song called "I Ain't Done Singing Yet." Wrote it in the shower and and um, and uh, well, I had the idea for it in the shower, and then I wrote it with a songwriter in Nashville, and uh, and I thought, you know what, this is my comeback song. I ain't done singing yet. And uh, wrote two or three more songs and, and made an EP. And it's on my website right now, johnbrennan.com. Uh, but I'm getting ready to uh, sign a distribution deal and, and get it out there, uh, you know, in a, in a promoted way. And uh, I'll and tell you, hopefully... your cover, your cover of the real world song. <laughs> the great, Alan Jackson. The, so, so you listened to the record. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, um, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I thought if I'm going to be on a TV show called The Real World, then by God, like, they, I'm going to sing the Alan Jackson song here in the real world. Right? Did they use that at all? Like in the uh, 
Yeah, they used it not in the homecoming, but they used it back in the uh, the original series. Oh yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. It was a good good track. Um, well, thank you. See, are you doing some touring right now, or? Yeah, we're well. You know, COVID's got everything kind of crazy. All the big, huge stars are having a hard time coming back on touring, but they're coming back, and uh, you know, they may not be doing as many dates as they used to do, but. Um, you know, uh, promoters are a little gun shy. So the whole touring industry is, uh, making its way back finally from co you know, being offered literally three years or yeah. two anyway. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get out there. And, you know, when I get some music going, I was really hoping this homecoming was going to be a big shot in the arm, but I, I just find a little bit less fame and attention from the homecoming that, uh, you know, the streaming, uh, then, you know, back, yeah. back when I was on MTV, it was, I mean, honestly, I say this all the time. I had Kardashian fame, like, like right. I could not go anywhere in the nineties without someone taking a picture. Oh my gosh, you're the guy from the real world. And I mean, we had, has that, has that slowed down a little bit? I mean, I, I, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I live in total anonymity now. I mean, nobody cares. I mean, I'm a youth hmm. pastor and I tell my teenagers, but, the, but in, 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 like that's in, in Alabama or, you know, like, well, if you were to go to LA, you know, or yeah, like, I've other spent books. a lot of I've spent a lot of time in LA recently, and uh, nobody nobody recognizes us, or if they do, they're like, "Oh, I know who you are." It's like that would be nothing. it would be a trip to see you guys all together and like just out of the blue, <laughs> you know, see all the like. I'm sure you guys yeah. got a lot of looks. Well, we actually we shot in August, so we we're still right in the middle of COVID, and. Uh, uh, you know, we really didn't go very many places. We stayed in the house because they had, you know, had this made this bubble of protection. Even the, the crew was tested for COVID twice a day. Wow. We had to be quarantined for a week. Once we got to LA, couldn't even leave our hotel room. Like couldn't even see each other, talk to each other. Couldn't go down the hallway for ice, nothing like total. And they'd invested a lot of money in this production. So they couldn't have one, you know, cause the, uh, the homecoming of the New York homecoming, they did a few months before ours. Um, how'd that go? Eric, I didn't, I didn't well, hear about that. oh, it was it was great, but Eric had COVID, so he couldn't be there. Uh, and so you know, I guess was, I did see that. I did see a couple of clips from that. Yeah, he was they, literally they, they in the hotel room. Right? Yeah, they skyped with him. But uh, Eric made a cameo appearance on our homecoming, which was cool, and uh, episode six, I believe. And uh, oh no, it had to be episode four or five. But uh, yeah. I mean, the homecomings were, were great. If you're a fan of the show, the homecomings are phenomenal. I mean, because it's like, oh, what would it be like to see everybody back together? Well, you know, New York was in the same exact loft that they lived in. We were in the same exact beach house that we lived in. So it was like nostalgia and almost like Twilight Zone at the same time. Like, what is going on? We're sitting here 30 years later talking about the hallway blanket thing right. in the are same you- house with David and Tammy. Oh, my gosh. The promotion on that had to be weird. Like you're promoting the same people, but now these have people have jobs. They they have kids. They have you know, like it's yeah. a whole different whole different network of of uh, of, you know, of promotion. But uh, the same yeah. people. Yeah, it was great. I always said the real world was a once in a lifetime opportunity, but for me, it was a twice in a lifetime opportunity. Like I don't think they'll ever call us for another reunion homecoming. I think like you know like. That was it. And they may they may do something with a hodgepodge of all the casts or some yeah. sort of competition or something. I don't know what, but what we just got done doing with living in the same house together for two weeks, I think will never happen again. I think it'd be funny to see a villain like like uh like season, you know? Just get all the all the people got kicked out, like you know uh, oh my. what's the guy from uh, Seattle? You know, the uh, his name was uh, Steven. Yeah, yeah, Steven, Puck, uh, you know, David. God, can you yeah. imagine that house? Yeah, that that would that would not. But so David and Puck actually hate each other. They yeah, can't see that. They they were on uh, a challenge together, and Puck ended up spitting in David's face. And <laughs> I remember they that. made they made Puck go home. I mean, it was like I mean they they literally can't stand each other, and it's, yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. If they got along, if they had got along, we would have been shocked. It'd been, you know, perplexed. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, uh, so we were, you started to talk about your touring, what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So I'm trying to get some, some touring dates on the books. That's all I really want to do is, is perform live music. And so, 
um, I do enjoy recording, but really I just record so that I can get out on the road and um, I'm gearing up. Uh, of course, the summer months are coming. And so that's, you know, when all the bookings are, you know, I've got a booking agency in Nashville trying to get some concerts on the, on the books. And when I do, they'll be on my website, johnbrennan.com. And I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter and uh, Instagram at johnbrennan underscore com. They won't let me have johnbrennan.com, but johnbrennan underscore com. And I'm on Facebook. Does too. somebody else have it? Or? No, they won't let you do dot in your oh. username. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I have a, I have a really unique last name. So I'm the only Jeremy Gaby that is, has ever been. So yeah, I, ever. Yeah. I have, uh, you know, Jeremy Gaby Yahoo, Jeremy Gaby at Gmail. Like it's yeah, easy to no get. Problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but uh, there's a whole new world with social media. I mean, we didn't have social media. We didn't, you know, it barely had the internet. We certainly yeah. didn't have a cell phone with the internet on it. And so yeah. when we were, you know, hot to trot and we were Kardashian famous, Back in the 90s, uh, we didn't have to deal with all of this online bullying. And so immediately yeah. it was, oh, John's gotten fat. Oh, John's just as opinionated as ever. Oh, John this. John, you're racist. I'm like, which shut up. I'm going to you know, have to deal with Twitter. I didn't even live with you. You don't get to get on Twitter and have an opinion. Just hush. Yeah. But, you know, they do. And, and, you know, you shouldn't banter back and forth with them, but you do. <laughs> well, they, 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 they say, they say not to read the comments ever, but, but yes, it's impossible. You know? it, it's impossible, but it is good advice. Uh, somebody tweeted one time and they were being ugly to me and they're like, John, I know you're reading this. So I just didn't ever reply at all. So made them think I wasn't reading it because, you know, what they were saying was just stupid. Yeah. That's, that's the best way, best way to be. Um, I get you know, if you say anything, then 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 you've then you've said something. Then it gives them that little, that little boost of like of uh, of fame for a second. Yeah, and it makes them think that what they've said had some merit to it too. Right. So if you just ignore it altogether, they're just they're just a talking head on the internet that nobody's paying attention to. But the minute you reply, it's oh, John's going back and forth with him. Well, then it must be you know this should be something I should pay attention to. It right. actually harm it actually harms you right well cool man well um so the uh um let me see uh what are we doing here um yeah, i think i covered it all i think um yeah the, your, your your music is awesome man I spent, well thank uh, you thanks for getting my last and listen uh, to it yeah yeah I, I used to be a country fan when I was uh, when I was younger. You know, when Garth had his big. Yeah, well, it's changed run. a lot. It's changed a lot. Yeah, well, he's doing stadium tours now. He still found a way to have big runs, but you know, country music has changed drastically, just like reality TV has changed. Uh, I, to, I mean, be honest with you, that, that's why I was even cast onto the Real World was because 1991 and two country music was so huge. They said we need a country music singer. And so they came and found me in my first year of college in Nashville and, uh, and they cast me. And that's, you know, when they were in San Francisco, they knew that they wanted a bike messenger. So they cast Puck. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, they, that's the reason it seems, that it I, seems like, it seems like the best way to get cast is to act like you don't want to get cast. From what well, I, that's from what a, I yeah, that, that's what Tammy showed up to the auditions with a friend that was trying to audition. And, uh, and she was just being herself and they're like, why don't you audition? She's like, Oh no, I'm not interested in this. And then boom, she's on the show. So yeah, it, it, these people that go and stand in line or, or, you know, send in their, uh, application, you know, they get thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And, you know, yeah, they, they, they used to do the casting specials, know that? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never watched those, but I knew they did those. There was a girl from my hometown that, that got on Denver. And uh, and we were all pumped, you know. How'd that turn but, out for her? Uh, I mean, like it was it was a train wreck of a season, but uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. by the time it got to Denver, it had run its course, I think. I mean, yeah, I think that was about where it fell off the rails. Yeah, so, I mean, an argument an argument could be made in lots of seasons where it fell off the rails. Right. It always right. fell off the rails. I mean, it would, but yeah, I mean, for a fan of the show or one of your podcast listeners uh you know the the new york homecoming was brilliant they had six episodes three of them was three of them was a fight about race and so i to me that was a little bit 
more than needed to be. But I was really, really intrigued and excited about the format. I mean, they showed old clips. They showed new clips. They showed never-before-seen clips. Did they they, just pull out old clips kind of as like a – yeah, they're like, like a hey, this, tool. <laughs> yeah, know? this this like, was part of your experience. This was a big, you know, this was going on in culture when you guys did this. So let's revisit it now. And I mean, oh my goodness, you know, you're talking about George Floyd, you know, where we lived in the house in the city where the Rodney King uh, incident and, and riots right. had happened. And, um, you know, it, it's just so many, so many factors uh, of how life has um, evolved and what's happened in culture. And let's get these same seven people to talk about these issues. And, and you feel like you're the spokesperson for, you know, your people group. Well, I'm the spokesperson for conservative evangelical Southerners. Right. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's a burden, you know, you better yeah, I was, say I was, uh, was going to say like the, like, is it what were you 19 on that show i was 18 18 so like and and somehow slipped into the being the moral compass for the whole house you know well i was like a the, christian and i'm i was a pretty strong christian and, and now i'm a now i'm a pastor so yeah i mean i i was pretty root pretty pretty grounded and rooted uh in my faith and then you know some common sense that my roommates didn't have back in the day and you know maybe could argue that's still the case but i mean tammy ends up pregnant having an abortion on the show yeah and then at our homecoming that we just had a few months ago all four of the females say well tammy i wasn't able to support you the way that i needed to the way that you needed me to because i too had had an abortion at that point and i wasn't ready to talk about it right and i'm like all four of you every single female in the house has had an abortion but yet people weren't talking about it and they weren't talking about it, but they were criticizing me for being sexually abstinent. Right. And I want to say, maybe if y'all been sexually abstinent, you wouldn't have been having abortions on television. Right. And, you know, but I didn't say that. I said, well, wow. You know, I can yeah, another, I another great, great quote was, uh, we, you said, uh, you said pro-choice. Well, how about that baby? You didn't have a choice. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the pro-choice is, uh, argument forever, you know, and, and just, you know, yeah. all, all these, uh, you know, everybody's, pro women all of a sudden which is you know great and woke culture and all that and it's awesome well uh 50 of aborted babies are women it's like everybody just talking out of both sides of their mouth it's like right. have have some sense and be consistent somewhere along the way right you know, that's, one of those, can... that's one of those topics that will never you know like you know both sides have some pretty compelling like you know yeah points well but, uh, but I don't know. A, I, I personally don't think both sides have compelling points. I think if people had some morals and would be stop sleeping around and being so promiscuous with their lifestyles, then there wouldn't be unwanted pregnancies. And uh, right. that's just a fact. So, I mean, we have a moral decline. I'm preaching now, but that's okay. You had me on your podcast. So I'm a yeah. preacher. If yeah. we have this moral decline and nobody, nobody wants to be true and faithful to one spouse. So we're having affairs. We're having sex out of wedlock. And, you know, we're making all of these decisions of sexual sin. And so, you know, that leads to more sin, which is, you know, the tragedy of abortion and unwanted pregnancies. And it's just like, you know, if you guys would fall in line with a little bit of a moral, just a little, just a little bit, you know, have sex with your spouse and your spouse only, like you promised to do on your wedding day, then, you know, it would save a lot of issues. But, uh, you know, nobody wants to talk about more. Yeah, I mean, but we're living in, uh, you know, a world where people don't want to have any morals and they don't want to uh, have any character and they don't want to be true to their spouse and they want to sleep around all the time. And so that's how babies are made, by the way. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, man, it's awesome. Th- thanks for being on the show. Uh, hey, man, thank you. I'm flattered. Have me back. Yeah. All right. Have a great day, buddy. You too. Bye-bye.
Tonight on that silver screen 